Hello, hello, and hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode. If not now, when? Today, oh my goodness, I have such an honor. Such, oh my god, I'm so excited to talk to special guest today, Omar Zaki. Today, and you did not know, Omar and I will play email tag for past six months, and I finally getting on the show today. I'm so beyond excited because if not now, when? If not you, whom? Right? And let me tell you a little bit more about Omar. Omar、uh, has such a unique, interesting background. He、uh, lead technology innovation all around the globe. Today, he's a venture partner at TechRanch, a venture accelerator firms with a mission to changing the world through accelerating entrepreneur success. And today, the program has impacted over sixty five hundred entrepreneurs over forty two countries. Oh my goodness, Omar! He is a futurist. He is extremely passionate about healthcare and had a personal mission to enable innovation ecosystem across the world. With that, everybody, it will be such my honor to welcome Omar and thank you so much, Omar, for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be on. It's great to be yes, on. Yes, and yes. So, Omar, tell us you have such a fun and interesting journey. How does all the magic get begin? How does it all begin? Wow.、Um, I, you know, I don't know. I guess、uh, I think、uh, I think maybe the best kind of way I think about how people become who they are to some degree is, you know, really, you know, a combination of circumstance and and、uh, you know environmental kind of factors that you we all get exposed to, and then our personality, right, and kind of our genetics, and you know what we inherit from our families, and Terms of、uh, the way we like to do things or think about things, and、um, I think you know I was a, a, an interesting, unique profile to some degree, but not. I was a first-generation American Egyptian. My parents immigrated to the U.S. when、um, you know in the '70s, late '70s, and、yeah. uh, you know again, typical immigrant story. You know, coming to the land of opportunity to you know escape、uh, more of a land of challenge and and and、yeah. you know trouble、uh, in Egypt to. Uh, pursue better things. My father was a, a, a doctor, a surgeon, and、um, so I grew up in the D.C. Northern Virginia area.、Uh, and I think you know, again, being a first-generation American Egyptian, you know, I learned a lot and kind of absorbed a lot in terms of just the American lifestyle as a young child. But then mixed with the you know Egyptian culture and language and, and Arabic and kind of you know thought. Way of thinking and around、mm-hmm. things. And,、uh, my father, even though he was a surgeon, was always very entrepreneurial.、Um, mm-hmm. You know, when he was in medical school, he had、uh, started his own clothing、uh, company and, and store in Egypt, and was importing from the UK and from Europe.、Uh, you know, fine clothing items for men. And、uh, you know, beyond that, when I was a kid growing up, he was a, a doctor every day as a surgeon going to the hospital. But then. He also owned a taxicab company in Washington D.C., and I would go with him every Saturday morning to the the you know the shop at the you know、uh, gr- taxi garage and you know see how he'd interact with the taxi drivers and kind of check with them what's going on and、uh, you know I kind of saw this with my father growing up over the years how you know he was a, a, a surgeon a doctor and and a very good one but also just very entrepreneurial and very you know wanting to be involved in. Uh, certain kinds of interesting business opportunities, 
Um, so I think that kind of grew with me. Uh, he also, and my parents also from a young age really wanted me to see the world and travel. So, you know, I was, uh, taken to France and I was taken to, uh, Canada and we were taking trips to Egypt to go visit family. And so from a young age, I got used to the idea of traveling. I got used to the idea of going outside the U S and coming back. Um, and you know, the U S was always my home and I was, you know, definitely very much a, a you know, an American, uh, mm-hmm. but I had that Egyptian side of me as well. And I also had that, you know, international side of me as well. So I think over the years, I kind of had this idea in my head that I would go into some sort of international business or, you know, maybe I think when I was really young, I said I would be an international lawyer or something like that. And um, when I went to college, that's kind of where I guess it all started to I could figure it out. You know, I, 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 you know, I not uncommon, didn't exactly know what I wanted to do when I got to college. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So I started taking classes towards that. I quickly, after the first year, realized that that wasn't what I was satisfied with. So I tried a few different things. Um, I ended up in biology of all things. And and it was interesting because I think, you know, we all go through sometimes our own self-discovery in our own ways. But I ended up making a decision that I was going to go into medicine. And I decided to, you know, halfway through college to uh, uh, focus in biology and basically prepare myself for medical school. And it was after college that, you know, it was I I graduated in 2001. So it was the dot com bubble, basically, right when I graduated college. And it was a very interesting time, you know, coming out of college and the job market and kind of the, the world of Internet was really starting to just become a real thing. And everybody was, you know, all of a sudden talking all the time about all these websites and all these different interesting business models. And um, I ended up getting involved in consulting, which then kind of started to introduce me to other things and open doors in other areas. And so from there, I just uh, my entrepreneurial bug slash my, you know, very uh, curious mind uh, took me into, you know, different things. And I, you know, thankfully got to be involved in some of my own businesses. I got to be involved in other businesses. I got to travel and do businesses in other countries and yeah, brought me to Austin ultimately. So that's, that's why I'm here now. Wow. What a story, Omar. Uh, So beautiful. And when you said about, you know, the way how I grew up, you grew up with mixed culture, with American culture and at home, Egyptian culture. Also, you mentioned that your dad is such a interesting character himself is a surgeon, right? But in the same time, also entrepreneur. Like, is that inspire you in that young age? Do you always knew that you are involved in the business as some sort in terms of international? Like, do you always, is that like, do you always know that you're going to be entrepreneur one day from that angle, from that background? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't know that I was going to be an entrepreneur per se, but I did know and I did feel that I was just going to do international business. And what that meant, I really didn't know, you know, yeah. until I guess now it, it became more apparent to me, you know, especially after the fact, when I look at my pathway over the past mm-hmm. 20 years of my career and kind of what I've been able to do or what I've tried to do. And, and I think, yeah, I knew I wanted to do international business or be an international business, but I just didn't know what that meant or what that, you know, was it being an entrepreneur or was it being mm-hmm. a lawyer or was it being a banker? I don't know. So I think that that was definitely something I wanted to do and wanted to be. But I, again, I, 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 I guess there's a saying, you know, uh, your eyes are sometimes bigger than your stomach, right? And so like when you go to the grocery store, especially if you're hungry, you want to buy everything, right? And 
I kind of have that naturally. Like I'm very curious and I'm very uh, excited about lots of different things and new things, especially. So that reflected in kind of the decisions I made in my career. I, you know, uh, put myself in situations where I'd get exposed to interesting things and interesting people. And, you know, when opportunities would present themselves and I could, you know, align the different uh, uh, factors or, or resources or, you know, uh, uh, needs and requirements to, to go after these opportunities, I would. And, and that would then lead me into, you know, other kind of interesting scenarios. Um, I started in healthcare, really. And so, again, I was a healthcare consultant. But my first job out of college with this consulting company was in Abu Dhabi. And so I flew all the way to the UAE. They had a contract with, the, uh, with a client in the UAE in Abu Dhabi. And I literally, you know, in 2001, right out of college, my first job, my first project was, you know, outside the United States. It wasn't really in the U.S. And that kind of, again, paved the way for me to, you know, really build my, I guess, capacity and my, my knowledge base and my relationship base around international business. Um, so, I, yeah, I think hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> yeah. Why international is so important for you, Omar? What, what, was, what about that draw you so much? Because I feel like that is in your DNA from the business you did, travel you did, all the amazing thing you do is all around globe, globally. Yeah, I, you know, I think being that I got to start traveling when I was young, and I, you know, having the, uh, you know, the dual uh, culture in my uh, in my family and my background, you know, automatically I kind of had already a diverse view of things, uh, and and. I just wanted more. I, you know, I, I really appreciated when we would go to, you know, these trips to different places, countries, cities, etc., and the experiences that we would have. And each time it would be so unique, and the people that we meet would be so unique. So to me, that was again something that excited me and gave me energy was the experiences and the uniqueness of experiences and meeting people and kind of, you know, absorbing uh, the the. The benefits of meeting people mm. and having these unique experiences. I uh, mm. quickly realized I can't necessarily feel satisfied, you know, in a more, you know, kind of uh, routine or, mm. or or singular environment kind of fashion. Um, but again, I think that that's one of the things that I grew up grew to realize over time. And you have to kind of again balance and figure out what makes sense and what works. But I love mm. I love the world. I love you know being a world citizen. Um, I, I just I get energy by when I when I go to different places and meet people and, and kind of uh, get to experience the things that they experience. I really I love really that Omar, that you are that really you are having a curious mind and you follow your heart and trying different things and explore what the path look like. And I'm curious, Omar, you know, along with the journey, whether you have new job, new experiences, new country, were you ever um, scared? Because it's a new country, it's a new experience, a new culture. Were you ever little bit just have that butt in your stomach? It's like, oh my god, I don't know if I, you know, can do that. Like, do you ever scared? All the time. All the time. You know, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's that's a you know a given. Uh, if you are you know putting yourself in situations that are not you know, comfortable or not the typical of what you've been used to, uh, you're going to have those moments and you're going to have those situations where you get a little bit uh, scared or a little bit, you know, um, maybe anxious or just kind of wary of what's going to happen and how you're going to handle the situation. But I think I learned over time that that's what, you know, what helps me evolve, what helps me grow. And, 
you know, having those situations teaches me about myself and, and I learn from it. Even if I made a mistake or if I, you know, made the wrong decision, I can look back on it and I can learn from it and I can, you know, make the next choice better or make the next decision better. And I think that that's how we evolve as people in general. I don't think that staying in the same place and, you know, doing everything the safe way really, um, you know, proves who you can be, right? It doesn't, it doesn't allow you to really uh, show and demonstrate the full potential of what a person can be. I love that. And Omar, with that, I, I just have to ask, you mentioned that, you know, we all learn from our journey, from our mistakes. So is there any like biggest mistake or biggest challenges along the year that like really just stuck out to you and that really shaped who you are today? You know, I think, again, sometimes when you look back in hindsight, like they say, and you kind of try to reflect on things that you did or didn't do or decisions you make. I mean, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to believe in regret or feel like I have regret. But I do, you know, again, uh, uh, try to be honest with myself and say, well, you know, in that situation, I did think about making this decision instead, but I chose this, right? And if I had gone that other way, what would have happened, right? And you never know what would have happened to at the end of the day. So I also don't want to kind of get into a never-ending, you know, cycle of thinking around what, what, and, you know, regret. But again, I think it's just, it's part of my personality to, you know, push myself into, you know, areas and things uh, that are not necessarily comfortable or known. Um, and, it, and it gives me energy to learn and, and kind of come through that. I think, again, you know, I'm a bit maybe different than some where I jumped quickly into the entrepreneurial route after my first job. I, uh, you know, basically spent maybe a year and a half, two years in my first job as a junior consultant for a consulting company, and then was presented an opportunity uh, to take on some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor. And I jumped on it. And, you know, through that, I, I learned a lot being an entrepreneur. Like they say, you, you learn more you know, how to do things as an, you, you learn by doing more as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. than, mm -hmm. you know, for example, by analyzing as a, mm -hmm. I don't know, a consultant or, or a, you know, a scientist or something. And I definitely, the last 20 years has been a lot of that. I've learned a lot by doing and figuring it out on my own and, you know, having to rely on myself in a lot of ways, uh, uh, not, you know, having the comfort of a, you know, a big company infrastructure to support me or, a, you know, a big, balance sheet of a bank or a firm, you know, to support me. Um, but again, I think that, that that has its benefits as well. And and now I'm looking at, you know, things and situations in different ways and um, getting involved in, in, in new opportunities in certain ways and seeing those benefits as well. And so I think there isn't one right path, right? I don't think there's one correct way to do it. But I think that you just have to try to make the best choices for yourself as you go along in your journey. And you know, really just reflect on what your priorities are, what you're trying to, you know, achieve in your life. I think that says a lot about you, Omar, that having the courage, having the strength, but even in the first uh, consulting opportunity, going to entrepreneurial round, which is complete different. And then I can also tell that, you know, from the past 20 years or so, you making one jump up to another, really just truly honest to your heart and what really you wanted it, which is just incredible. And with that, I'm curious, what is the hardest choice you made along the year? If you can think of one. I don't know. I mean, I can't say that I feel like I've had like the one hardest. I mean, you know, one of the hardest choices I've made was, you know, uh, uh, I guess deciding to leave my first company to go do my MBA. That was a big, you know, decision for me because I was doing well. I was, mm -hmm. you know, 
very kind of young and, and, and successful and I was making good money and I had a pretty good position and profile in my mid twenties being a, you know, owner of a business. And it was a very unique kind of business as well. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, again, I just, I, I, I hit a wall. I had some things I, you know, realized wasn't what was making me satisfied with it. And I needed to mm-hmm. find that. And so mm-hmm. I made the decision to leave and to, you know, go do my MBA and use that as a way to rediscover what it is I want to be involved in, what maybe some of my passions, uh, you know, are again, uh, fill in blanks. Because again, like I said, you know, I learned by doing, and I realized in that first entrepreneurial endeavor that there's a lot I didn't know, you know, and I wanted to kind of go fill in those gaps. So I went to go do my MBA to learn more about finance and accounting and operations and HR and some of these other issues that I had to try to figure them out as a young, you know, kid. Uh, but you know, there's, there is some proven methods. There are some best practices. There are some formulas that, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And that's, again, one of those things that you learn over time is where you can, you know, rely on things that have been already done, right. And kind of go from there versus no, you need to do it on your own, or you need to figure it out. And and maybe you need to create something new sometimes and, and prove that that can be done. So tell us, you know, more today, Omar, today, what are you passionate about? What is next for you? What are you curious about next? I mean, it's funny. I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely still curious and passionate about a lot of things. Uh, it's probably one of my, you know, flaws, but one of my benefits, you know, I think I'll, uh, I'll always be interested in a lot of the new things that are going on. Right. So mm-hmm. definitely healthcare is, you know, a big thing for me. I started my career in healthcare. I started a telemedicine telehealth company. Um, you know, 20 years ago, and I was talking about the same and 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 kind of perpetuating the same telehealth activities that today you see, um, you know, because of the pandemic, very much accepted and now kind of almost a norm. Uh, But, you know, there's now more adoption and understanding around the technology and the capabilities and the opportunity uh, to improve healthcare, to improve patient outcomes, to improve patient experiences, uh, so I'm very passionate about that. And there's a lot of interesting uh, things going on in that space. And I'm involved in some interesting uh, opportunities and ventures uh, doing some very cool things, right? And I, I can see the future impact that they, you know, bring with them. And that's one of the things that makes me feel good is that when I'm working on a scenario or a venture or an opportunity, that it's not just the success of the business or the success of the project. It's also the, you know, after effects that happen from there. And, and when it's affecting, you know, thousands of people, to me, that makes me feel good, you know? And I, I think that was one of the things that made me happy with my first entrepreneurial uh, uh, journey was, you know, I, we were training doctors and teaching doctors all ca- across different medical disciplines, but I would walk away from each of those sessions, you know, feeling like, one out of the 40 or 50 doctors is going to save an extra life or he's going to improve a patient, you know, his patient's experience and family situation by just that much. Right. So that always made me feel good was that, you know, that one person also potentially would impact more people. And um, that's still what drives me. I mean, things today like blockchain, for example, and, and kind of the capabilities and opportunities that that presents and and where things are going, you know, in that direction, definitely get me very excited. Um, You know, entrepreneurship in general, I think we're seeing now an explosion in the concept of entrepreneurship. And and it's, you know, sometimes I don't maybe want to use the term, uh, 
but it's, you know, democratization. It's becoming more accessible to people to start their own business. Uh, the idea of being a solopreneur, uh, you know, these things didn't previously exist and, and, and now they do. And there's more uh, resources, there's more organizations, there's more, you know, talent and expertise there to support entrepreneurs. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today, because I think that, that it's a great time for me to reflect on my career and what I've done in the past 20 years and try to support others right now that are thinking about maybe doing something or have already started and they want support or they need help or they need advice. And, you know, that's what gives me energy right now is seeing founders with great ideas working on a great concept and helping them, helping them with that in whatever way I can. And there's a lot of ways sometimes, and sometimes it's just one thing that I can do. But even that gives me, you know, satisfaction to see that that person is chasing their vision, their passion, and I help them do that. And, you know, maybe again, I'll do my own thing or set up my own business or start something um, at some point. But right now, that's what gives me the most satisfaction. And Omar, you know, you of course have such a such an experience for the past 20 years from all around the world in different different ventures you involved with. If you're looking back, think about uh, what is your superpower? What is one thing that made Omar successful in the journey that you've been taking on? What would you say that? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe optimism. I think uh, you know, my my ability to just, you know try to see the good and to see the positive and even, you know, hard situations or challenging situations and, you know, go from there and try to come up with something from there. You know, I think I have that, I feel maybe just tendency to always want to solve a problem. And if, if I see a challenge in front of me, you know, well, well, how can we solve that? And especially can we do it in a way that maybe we haven't done it before? And, and can we come up with something new from that? And, you know, trying to bring the things together, the people together that can create a solution or to create, you know, kind of the next step. So mm -hmm. that's, I would say something I, you know, I feel like I just inherently have a kind of a ongoing mm -hmm. optimism and, and just curiosity. And today, Omar, you have working with so many entrepreneurs around the world and you see ventures who are successful, maybe some are not so much. And from your perspective, what made founders successful at what they do? Is that optimism, what you just talked about? Or do you see other characteristic or quality he or she has that really you felt like, wow, that is that is a winning, winning team? Yeah, there's a there's a lot. I think there's again, I've, I've I've seen a lot over the years. I've seen just my own experiences, and then you know others. Uh, I don't think that there's one magic formula or recipe for a founder. I think that you know it's a combination of things uh, in general. I think the founder and or the founding team, you know, they have to have determination. They have to have uh, persistence because it's not easy and it takes time. Uh, and they're going to, you know, always face challenges that they're going to have to try to figure out how to navigate those challenges. So, you know, it does take a bit of, you know, willing perseverance and, and knowing that you're going to go into areas you don't understand or you don't know or you don't know what to do. And then and that's OK. That's supposed to happen, but that you should still work through it and go through. A lot of people don't don't. They just give up after that or they, it's just too hard for them or they don't you know realize that that it was just right around the corner, but they didn't give it that extra push to get to that, you know, next, next success or that opportunity. So I think that's definitely a main, uh, uh, kind of consistent theme I see, but also just timing. Timing is a big, big, big issue. You know, you can have a great idea and a great concept and a great model and all the money in the world to put it together. But if it's just the wrong time, it's the wrong time. And, 
you know, mm-hmm. I was an example of that. I was building a telemedicine company in 2001, 2002, and mm-hmm. it took 20 years later in a pandemic, right, to make that concept become <laughs> more, you know, of a mainstream, you know, accepted thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, would I start a telehealth company now? Probably not, just because it's a different set of dynamics in the market. And, you know, I'm a different person at this stage. I definitely am involved in telemedicine and telehealth, and I want to continue promoting it as a, as a solution. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's just, there, there's timing, there's, you know, perseverance and persistence. There's, uh, um, you know, understanding of, of, of people, you know, trying to learn as much as you can through your own experiences, you know, people and their behaviors and their, their, the ways that the way that they think, because ultimately as a businessman, you're going to, or a businesswoman, you're going to, you know, try to sell something to somebody. So you really need to know, you know, who you're selling to and, and how to sell to them and, and, and convince them of why your product or your service is, is so great. So what, what I hear is three things, perseverance, knowing the right timing and knowing people. Um, yeah. With that, I have one just in my mind. I'm thinking this is such a interesting way to talk about this. You talk about perseverance, right? Don't give up because you might just like one inch away from the gold. But at the same time, you also talk about what if this is the wrong timing? Well, if you yeah. actually your product actually do not have the product market fit due to various scenario, right? How do you how does the founder decide when to pivot or quit or whatever you want to call it versus oh you know what I'm gonna stick it out until the end, right? How do you see that given that you work with so many entrepreneurs and maybe in a you know intricate uh, point of their startup journey? Yeah, it's a great question, and I think that again there is no real you know magic or silver bullet answer of how you know it's the right time, right? But I think it comes with experience and it does come with its own time, right? So the more you work at something and you you really invest your time and your energy into that, you know, concept, that industry, that function, that kind of, you know, area, um, you will eventually get to a point where the timing does make sense and it'll become apparent. And I think that, you know, there's a saying they say like, you know, uh, luck is only opportunity met with preparation. And I, I, I agree with that, you know, very much to some degree, but I, you know, again, luck is still luck and, and, and sometimes people just get lucky. Right. And that's a timing thing. And, you know, you can't wait for luck, but you also, you know, can't keep, you know, preparing and preparing and preparing, and then just ignore every opportunity around you. Right. Or, uh, you know, uh, go after every opportunity and expect it to work. So, you just have to kind of, again, that's where that perseverance comes in. And, and you know, you just keep at it. You keep at it. Um, you know, also just, you know, read a lot, uh, listen a lot. I, you know, again, I, I, I like to scan as much as I can of what's going on, right? And in some ways, you know, some people look at me and like, wow, how are you, why, why you're just going to, you know, overload yourself, right? And, and I do. But at the same time, you know, it helps keep me aware so that when that next moment comes of something or somebody says something and I can make that connection and click, then then that's when that, you know, luck might happen, right? And that timing might be right. And I think you have to just be aware of what's going on and just kind of, uh, you know, in your given field or niche or industry, uh, know who the big players are, know who the new players are, uh, know who the successes are, who the failures are, you know, continue to study those things and understand so you learn from the successes and the failures of people in the past. And just that gets you more and more prepared for when that timing is right. Even if it's not in your control, you'll recognize it and you'll know to take advantage of it. 
So with that, Omar, I wonder what is the number one biggest misconception、uh, people have regarding entrepreneurship, or the biggest mistake you see founders made on their journey? I think one of the big misconceptions is that you know everybody with a great idea can eventually become like a Mark Zuckerberg, right, or an Elon Musk or something. And I think that you know that's not necessarily untrue. I mean, people should continue to try to come up with good ideas and, and prove those good ideas. But you know, it is also a lot of hard work, and there is also a lot of people out there coming up with ideas, right? So you know, a lot of times you're not the only person thinking that idea or that concept. But if you don't act on it, then you may be too late, right? Or you may not be the first one. And some people, I think, don't act. I think they, you know, they think about things, they envision things, and they want to do things, or they talk about it, but they just don't take that first step. And that's always the hardest part: is just taking the first step, getting out there, you know, making the mistakes, and then coming back and you know revisiting and maybe deciding to continue or to pivot, right? And 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 I think that's you know.、Uh, Just a misconception that you know, I think is 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 less and less now because there's more examples happening and there's more、uh, freedom and liberty and and kind of availability for entrepreneurs to do things.、Uh, but it's still not easy, you know. I mean, you you have your podcast, and I'm sure you know it's not easy to manage that as a you know a project or a business, and you know making sure people are、uh, listening and kind of attending, and you're you know scheduling with your guests. There's there's work in there, right? So I think. That's what some people just don't necessarily think about. They think about the you know fun, sexy kind of aspect of being an entrepreneur, but they don't realize that there's still day to day stuff that has to happen. There's a lot of things that maybe you don't want to do that you just have to do for you to get to that next stage. I would have to agree. I think oftentimes people think in a startup it's like a rainbow and sunshine, and next moment I am Facebook, I'm Mark Zuckerberg, but. There's a lot of definitely grit and grind to go along with that, so I definitely agree with you. Yeah. And Omar, I I wonder what is one thing that you wish、uh, you know twenty years ago? What would you say to yourself, younger version of yourself? That you're gonna fail a lot, and it's okay. I, you know, I think when I was younger, I never had the idea in my head that I would fail and that you know I would make mistakes, or you know maybe I would make mistakes, but that. You know, I I I would I'll be successful, and I'll do it, and I'll do it the way I want to do it. And I think you know, we all, as we get older and get through life and experiences and deal with things, you realize you know things aren't so easy all the time, or things aren't so rosy or as you expect it. And the failures, even though at the time felt really bad and you know were not easy and and kind of you know took a lot out of me.、Um, You know, looking back, they taught me a lot, and they 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 made me who I am today, and they will continue to make me who I'll be in the future. And I think that you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. And I think if people are okay with failing, they will be more、uh, likely to succeed and do better things in their success than if they just got lucky and became successful. Because then that actually. You know, is a very risky, dangerous situation where you just don't value and you don't appreciate the, you know, the time and the energy and the work and the resources to get to a success, right? So,、uh, yeah, I mean, I would say just tell myself it's okay to fail and you're going to fail, and you know, you'll look back and you'll be able to do more again later. I think oftentimes when I see entrepreneurs, when especially they are so success driven, they are so want to make that、uh, incredible vision come true. They also extremely feared of failure too, because it doesn't sound fancy and rosy. But I really love what you said 
without failure, there's no success. And yeah. this is just a stepping stone, get to the next stage. And I really love that. Oh, I'm curious today, what made you happy? What is next for you? Yeah. So uh, as I was saying, I mean, today, what really, you know, makes me happy or what satisfies me is my ability to work with, you know, entrepreneurs and founders and uh, support them on their journeys, uh, recognize things that they're going through that I went through. And, you know, it's still maybe different even now, uh, you know, what they're going through compared to what I went through. But being able to think through those things with them, being able to, you know, be there and, and kind of uh, be a sounding board or provide insight or, you know, even if it's just asking the right questions and, and having them think through things a, a little bit more and a little bit deeper uh, so that they make better, more informed decisions, you know, as they go. That definitely makes me happy. Um, the ability for me to be also exposed to so many business ideas, right, and and businesses. I mean, this is just the best time to be in entrepreneurship and and or to, you know, be involved in the world of entrepreneurship because, you're just exposed to so many cool ideas and people and things that are happening. And, you know, as you know, the world is accelerating and growing and, you know, lots of interesting things are happening all over the world that we're just still kind of scratching the surface on some of it. And so I get very excited by that and I get, you know, uh, uh, satisfied by being a part of some of these things, even if it's, you know, at the ground level when it doesn't even really look like anything yet, but it's like, we're thinking about these things and envisioning these things for the future and, you know, trying to see if we can get to that state. Um, that, that makes me happy now. If one day we are long past from this planet, you know, what do you wish people remember you by Omar or what impact you want to leave on this planet? You know, I guess I, I want, I would like to be remembered as somebody who, you know, um, was honest and was, you know, uh, um, uh, genuine in my attempts to do good things in business and in the world, right? And and you know, yes, making money is a great thing, and and I you know very much a, a capitalist or you know proponent of capitalism, but I'm also you know a proponent of you know a, a positivity in society and positive impact in society, and so you know where business can help. With that is is something that drives me and, and makes me kind of feel uh, uh, with purpose. Um, my 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 graduate school had a famous uh, saying, and I may mess it up, but it was you know something to the effect of you know borders frequented by trade are less frequented by soldiers, and it's to me a, you know a very true fact that I've seen just in my career where you know uh, people, organizations, countries you know, whatever you want to call it, when they work with each other and there is some sort of business, uh, you know, kind of trade element to it and there's a mutual benefit, they're never going to fight with each other or think about fighting with each other in that kind of war type fighting, right? I mean, there can be disagreements and there will always be disagreements between us, but we can work through those disagreements, especially when there's an incentive between us. But if there's no incentive between us and it's just, you know, a defensive kind of nature, that's what causes problems. And that's what I've seen, you know, a lot in, in, in the world, um, you know, as again, just an unfortunate reality that we have to deal with, but that we can help impact and influence by being more, you know, proactive and doing good things in the world, in business and technology that can do good for others and not just be about how big my bank account is, right? Or how many startups I started and sold or how much money I raised, right? Like these are, again, they're, they're nice 
but they're not the main you know, reason that we should be doing what we're doing. Wow, that's really profound. Like, I love you said doing business really helps us connecting one another. And we do that in a deeper and meaningful way. Of course, there's no misunderstanding. There's no war need to happen with that. So I can see business, you know, global level when we can done it right, really connecting, uniting all of us. And we are global citizens. That's true. And my, my last question to you, Omar, and I want to circle back to the beginning, right? You mentioned you're from, uh, you are a second generation, right? Your, your parents are Egyptian. So for you, you know, what's your take on American dream? And what does that mean for you personally? I, you know, it's, uh, America is still America. It is still, to me, the most um, fruitful land and, and kind of a, a, a place where there is opportunity and true opportunity to do it and prove that you can do it, you know, from the ground up. Uh, you could be, uh, you know, you could have nothing in your pocket and, and still make it in this country, right? Uh, I, I don't, I've, I've been to a lot of places around the world and I know that that's not true in a lot of places. And it's very much, you know, almost impossible to do a lot of things in other, you know, countries. Um, unless you're born in the right family or born in the right situation or at the right time. Or, um, and I think that's, you know, again, my, my American dream is to continue, you know, proving that, you know, that I can bring ideas and prosperity to others. And that, you know, America is a place that, you know, ideas and, and, uh, ideas and opportunities and good I, good stuff can happen as long as you are willing to put the time into it, right? And and it's not easy, and it's not going to just be given to you. But you 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 really learn who you are by doing stuff the American way, um, and then working with others and and becoming more than just American. I think that just you know also sticking with a very only American frame of thinking is not a good thing either. And I think that it helps, you know, when you're exposed to others to kind of mold and modify and, and uh, optimize really what you can actually offer to uh, a market or a, a person. Thank you so much, Omar. I'm really so, so enjoyed this conversation. I love that you can brought the insight from your own experience, but also global view because your own personal experience and really show us, you know, your journey and the experience and lesson you learned along the way. So thank you so much for inspiring. I really enjoyed today's conversation and I hope everybody who tuned in today also enjoyed it. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a magical week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye.